0: Thank
1: you, Silver D. Right, Welcome right to another episode of On the Finside here with Cat and Paul Pickin. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. This is the third part of our 12-part series evaluating the Dolphins roster. We'll take a look at how the team performed in 2017, as well as how they're shaping up for the 2018 season. Uh, Paul, a lot of changes here at the tackle spot before the year, after the year. Brandon Albert traded to the Jaguars, then turned out he didn't want to play because he's good enough, which is interesting because this weekend they're heading into the AFC Championship game against the Patriots, but that's not our call. Laramie Tunzel then flips over to his natural left tackle spot. Struggled a little bit. But, you know, I think the talent is there with the guy.
2: I agree with you. The, the talent is there with, with with Tunsil. I think that getting a little more solidity at guard next to him will only help him out next season. Uh, I think they shuffled through at least, God, three or four different players at the position throughout the year this season next to Tunsil. So it, it's very hard to build up that chemistry there on that side of the line. I mean, you look back, at Keith Sims and Richmond Webb. I mean, talk about chemistry between two players and playing next to each other for so many years, what they were able to do together. It would be nice to see Miami have that on that left side of the line. I mean, and I want to jump into one thing real quick here before we just continue completely with the tackles. It's one of the reasons why one of the guys I'm earmarking right now for round one is maybe Quentin Nelson to play left guard next to Tunsil. As far as Juwan James goes, I'm a bigger fan of him than some people are. I know people are throwing down the gauntlet and saying that they need to rescind the fifth year on Juwan James's contract. I'm not really in that camp, although I would not be opposed to them finding a way to extend Juwan James a couple of seasons and lower that cap number. That I'd be okay with. You don't take your guy, which I think I saw you post this stat somewhere, who's given up two and a half sacks over the last 18 games, 20 games or so that he's played, and just cast him aside. Even though he is right now scheduled to be the third highest paid off off right tackle in the league next season behind Jared Valdir and Lane Johnson, I believe. So, You've got to bring these two guys back, give them a chance to develop, let them protect Ryan Tannehill and his surgically repaired knee, and and really build the line around these guys. It's time to stop jettisoning young, talented linemen and then bringing in scraps.
1: If there is one thing on the Dolphins right now that is just flat-out pissing me off, it's Jawan James. Because... You have an offensive line that not just this past year but for the last decade have not been able to block anybody and you have a you have a right tackle former first round pick twenty five years old six foot six, three hundred and twenty pounds, long arms looks the part has allowed you touched on it nineteen sack in the last nineteen games he has allowed two and a half sacks i don't know what else you want from this guy other than that i mean pro football focus take it for what it's worth, ranked him as the 17th best tackle in football, one of the best right tackles in football. I'm not looking for style points out of the right tackle spot. I want the guy to block the person ahead of him. You've got Tunzel, who had a little bit of a struggle at left tackle, whipped on some blocks. I think he will be fine, and I think he will be a very, very good football player, if not a great player. But if you re-sign Juwan James and you extend him, I would I would all day extend him six years 55 to 60 million because you know what you're getting he's only going to get better and you are going to have your two bookends at the tackle spot for the next five to seven years I don't see why the Dolphins right now aren't seeing things the same way when you see Juwan James and you're unwilling to go up a few more million but then you see him throwing around the amount of money they are for the Jay Cutlers and the Julius Thomases and the Nate Allens the year before just doesn't make any sense to me
2: yeah, I mean, that that's actually a really good point. I would take Juwan James at $9 million over Jay Cutler at $10 million every single time, every single time. It's Miami needs an offensive line, and I know we're going to get into the middle of the offensive line in another episode. We're really focused on the tackles here. But I wouldn't be opposed to an offensive line that goes Juwan James, Jesse Davis, as much as I want him gone, Mike Pouncey, Quentin Nelson and Laramie Tunzel. Suddenly you've got an offensive line that looks amazing on paper going into the next season. So I mean it, it's and you can't do that if you let one of the bookends walk. Uh for, for basically a better contract is what he would be walking for. Because if you let him walk, he's gonna sign somewhere and he's gonna get good money for it. He's not a bottom half of the league offensive tackle. He's not one of these scrap heap players like a Ted Larson that Miami signed themselves this offseason. The offensive line positions for top-tier players, even top-of-the-middle-tier players, is in that eight to $12 million a year range. So it, it's Absolutely. not unheard of whatsoever.
1: You bet, you bet. And at right tackle, after Lane Johnson and after Jack Conklin, who were top eight picks, both of them, then and Jack Conklin just probably tore his ACL and he's going to be in trouble for next year. But that's beside the point. Then you've got a group of you know three to five right tackles and Juwan James to me is firmly in that group. I mean, if you have a line that can't block and hasn't been able to, why you wouldn't want to get a player like that back even for nine million a year? Makes no sense to me. Interesting note: Mel Kiper in his first mock draft had the Dolphins picking. Mike McGlinchey, the Notre Dame offensive tackle, who has some experience at right tackle, it would be so Dolphins along the offensive line to let Juwan James walk and to spend the number 11 pick at right tackle instead of taking his teammate, guard Quentin Nelson. The Dolphins, Paul, with Tunzel's ability and with Juwan James being a a top-level right tackle, are not that far off from filling and and having a heck of an offensive line if they can just get one or two players on that interior. I know we're going to talk about that in another episode, but it's hard not to talk about that, you know, here looking at the entire offensive line. It is,
2: but I mean it's I and I like the versatility some of the interior players have that Miami has now, like a Jesse Davis. So Mel Kiper, I his mock drafts just I don't even pay attention to anymore, I'll be honest with you, because I don't really agree with his analysis anymore, which is sad to say because he was one of the pioneers in the field. He was the pioneer in the field. But, yeah, if Miami took an offensive tackle and, and let Juwan James walk, I'd be pretty upset. It just doesn't make any sense to me not to pay this guy. I know Miami's trying to clear up some cap space. There are other areas they can go into and clear that space up. There's always ways to manipulate the cap. And Miami can work with some of their players or restructure so their players don't lose any money, but they're able to save money against the cap for this coming offseason. There's ways they can extend players. There's ways they can release or trade players. So there's a lot of different ways that they can manipulate the cap without getting rid of good players like Juwan James. If they're getting rid of Lawrence Timmons, Fine. If they're getting rid of, well, Andre Branch doesn't make any sense right now. I mean, it, it's – you can restructure Cam Wake potentially. You could restructure and suit. You, you tell me Ryan Tannehill wouldn't restructure his contract slightly to be able to keep Juwan James in Miami, that would be absolutely 100% a great idea on his part. So I can't fathom the idea of Juwan James leaving the Dolphins this offseason. season. Whether it happens or not,
1: I, it would make no sense to me. And you know, we we beat beat this horse to death as much as we can. Definitely, Paul and I are in favor of Juwan James continuing to be a Miami Dolphin. Uh, a couple other notes on the offensive line: Yeah, you know, Jesse Davis played some right tackle, did a serviceable job. Uh, what I like the most about he and about like the Ted Larsons of the offensive line is they've got the versatility. But if you lock, if you if you have three really good players which Tunzel, James, and potentially like a Quentin Nelson would bring, now you've really funneled all those resources to two spots, the rest of the uh, players on the team like Ted Larson, Jesse Davis, Mike Pouncey, Jake Brendel, these types of guys. So, But the bottom line is the offensive line for the Dolphins has to be a position that is really good this year. It, it can't be a C or a C- minus again. It's got to be an A or an A- minus because Ryan Tannehill is coming back after one months of not playing football, you've got some inexperienced running backs, and you've got some receivers who don't play at their best if they don't have the time, Paul, for their – really for their routes to develop.
2: Let's face it, Miami's got to bring this guy back. If if you're talking Sam Young, let, letting him walk, I like the guy. He's a great person. That made, That's a whole different story. I mean, you, you can – get a dime a dozen of Sam Young's that are probably cheaper. He's, Sam Young's the Matt more of the offensive line for me. And you've got two young cornerstone offensive tackles right now. You cannot, should not end that when you're going to be paying possibly just as much for a lesser player anyway.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. And my, my biggest fear is that the Dolphins like, you know what, Right guard and right tackle, we can just find a couple players. We're gonna have, you know, Jesse Davis and Sam Young and I and Asiata who didn't get on the field this year, and we're gonna figure it out. Big, big mistake. We've seen that in the past, and I think we would see it again if the Dolphins let you on James Duck. Larry Tunsil at the left tackle spot, I still think is gonna be a great player. And I think I've got him figured out too, is that right now at this point in his career, every game this past year He had a penalty every game that was stupid, and he whiffed on uh, one or two plays. Other than that, I think the guy looks the part. And I'd much rather have a player like that than some of these other Dolphins that we've seen in years past, you know, like the Jonathan Martins, like the Brent Smiths and these types of players, where even if they play their best game, you know it's not going to continue. I think if Tunzel cleans up those penalties, and I think he will, I think you're going to have a great left tackle.
2: Yeah, and one thing I'd like to add to that as well is I know we saw a little bit of struggles at times with whiffing on blocks. And the fact the the stat with Juwan James that you ran is, is also a little more impressive to me as well, given this fact. With opposing defenses playing up in the box, with Miami running such a short dink and dunk passing game, not really stretching the field barely at all, it makes it a little bit more impressive what James did and it makes it a little more understandable what happened to Tunsell because it's very, very hard when you've got five offensive linemen and maybe a tight end, maybe a running back, to try to block six or seven guys that are, that are charging in. I mean, it's a tough job You know, when you've got five guys blocking five. It's even tougher when you've got five guys trying to block six or seven. So for me, like we talked about in previous aspects, Getting Ryan Tannehill back, keeping defenses honest, is only going to help everybody along that offensive line because nobody had to respect the pass this season.
1: You bet. Well said. That'll do it for our breakdown of the offensive tackle spot, our third part in a 12-part breakdown of the Dolphins roster. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. This is Kat and Paul Pickin. And if it's not on the left side and it's not on the right oh, yeah. side, it is on the fence side. Solo D, take us home.
0: It ain't the left side or the right side, then it must be the thin side. side. It ain't the left, left side, side or the right, right side, then right it must be uh, the thin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. Save big money at Menards.